May the peace of our Lord be with you. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until it is found? I can't speak for you, but it's kind of amazing to me that someone with one hundred sheep would notice that one is missing. Last week, there were 106 people in this room for worship. I counted because I had a bet going with Major on <laughs> Labor Day weekend, a football weekend with home games at some of our favorite schools, and the beginning of dove hunting season, about how many folks would be in the sanctuary. I won't tell you who won, but if you find one of us cleaning the other's office, you'll know what happened. <laughs> anyway, there was 106 people in this room. I'm not certain that if you had covered my eyes and removed one of the people, that I would have known that someone was missing or who that someone was. And I'm here to tell you that you are distinct from sheep. I've heard this parable, maybe a bit more than other parables, because combined with John 15, it is the centerpiece of the catechesis of the Good Shepherd, the method we use for teaching our three-year-olds through third graders on Sunday evenings in the atrium. I've never been asked this question by a child, but when I study this parable with adults, especially if they read a version where the rest of the sheep are left in the wilderness, someone usually asks, what about the 99? They find themselves in a liminal space, the threshold of having been with the shepherd and then finding themselves on their own. I heard the explanation once that the shepherd going to look for one sheep is good news for all the sheep. If the shepherd shrugs and lets one sheep go, then how do the other 99 know that the same wouldn't happen to them if they got lost? The shepherd, going off to find the one sheep, reminds the other 99 that each one is important. The one belongs to God, and so do the 99. But I also think it matters that the 99 have each other. If you've ever seen a herd of sheep, or even a picture of a herd of sheep, you know they surround one another, coming alongside one another to provide warmth and security. During the story, the uncertainty of this liminal space between the shepherd leaving and returning, the sheep surround and come alongside one another. The 99 belong to the shepherd, and the one that is found belongs to the shepherd too. The Bible says there is great rejoicing when that one is found. In the atrium, the children gather in two rooms specifically prepared for them to practice being with God. 
The children are taught that the room to which they come uh, has been prepared especially for them to spend time with the good shepherd. The Montessori-style setup means that the children choose what work they will do. The children discover parables and narratives in the Bible by reading the words and working with figurines. They concentrate on pouring, sorting, and sifting water and rice and beans, giving their hands something to do while their minds are focused on listening. They draw and color words and Im images drawn from the pages of scripture. They pay attention. They may not always pay attention to the adults who come alongside them in the atrium, but they are listening and watching for the Good Shepherd. They learn to listen for the voice of the Good Shepherd and to know that they belong to the Good Shepherd. We have placed these red Bibles in the hands of our first graders today for similar reasons. We want them to have the word of God to help them learn and grow. We want Davis and James and Dowling and May to read the stories that will teach them that they belong to God and that God knows them, each one, whether in a group of 99 or all alone. What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Susan Beaumont writes of scripture that many of its stories are liminal tales, with an ending followed by a disorienting season of transition, and finally a reorientation to something new that is substantially different from what was left behind. These parables in Luke 15 are stories of liminal space for the 99 with a missing shepherd and for the one who is lost, for the woman who loses a coin and then finds it again. Beaumont says that through liminal experiences, human beings are transformed and brought into deeper relationship with God. As I was making the final edits to my sermon this morning, I sat right back there about where the Cossins are sitting and watched the sun rise out these great big windows. There's a rooster that lives near enough to our sacred space that you can hear it crowing with the sun rising. There are people who arrive here just as the sun is coming up most days. Some who tend the columbarium, some who tend flowers, some who practice so that they might tend worship. All of them tending the souls of this sacred space. Sunrise is a liminal time between the night and the day. A space where the soul is tender, tender with grief and gratitude for what has been, and also tender with joy, joy in the hope that comes with the certainty of the rising sun. 
Richard Rohr calls liminal space the sacred space where the old world is able to fall apart and a bigger world is revealed. That is the hope in the spooning of rice from one bowl to another by our preschoolers in the atrium. And that is the hope of placing shiny red Bibles in the hands of our first graders. That is the hope for the 99 as they wait for their shepherd's return. And that is the hope for the one whom the shepherd seeks. When the shepherd has found the sheep, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. When the woman has found the coin, she invites her friends and neighbors to rejoice with her. There is a moment where these parables become problematic. It is exactly at the point where the sheep become too invested in their security and stop allowing all God's sheep to join the herd. That's why it's so important for us to remember that we belong to each other, that Jesus taught often about sheep, and that in John, Jesus reminds his friends that he has other sheep that are not of this herd. 99 sheep plus one equals joy. Nine coins plus one equals joy. There is hope in the joy that comes on the other side of liminal space. 99 sheep plus one equals joy because of that hope. Nine coins plus one equals joy because of that hope. But there is also joy in the liminal space. Look out these great big windows and imagine the wonderful colors of a sunrise. That is joy in liminal space. Look at your bulletin at the things that will take place this week, the places this congregation will serve, the opportunities for spiritual formation that this family of faith will provide. There is joy in learning, in learning and living the good news of our good shepherd. Look around at the people gathered in our sacred space. There is joy in coming alongside them. Look at your heart and imagine the joy of discovering more of the gifts of God. There is joy in being more of who God created us to be. Look at our great big world and imagine the joy of God breathing God's spirit into it. There is joy in the Holy Spirit's work in the world. Dear family of faith, there is joy in this liminal season, the one we find ourselves in now as a family of faith, the one we live between our birth and our death, the one in which the world lives between creation and the final day of resurrection. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Let us rest ourselves in the hope of that joy. Amen.
As we come to the close of this hour of worship, you are invited to make important 